I had no business getting married at 26. You know, and I don't, I don't expect anyone to go through it. You know, but it's it's nerve wracking. It is just mind boggling <laughs> to be honest with you, because most of the people who were calling me were actors. Like, are you okay? Is everything well? Like, I saw this. Wow. And then someone said, "Did you get shot?" First of all, what is this pain you went through specifically? You're in America. Let's be specific. And before I started connecting to the industry here. I had to earn a living. I had to become. So what, what do I do? I don't have any work experience in corporate America or corporate Nigeria as so aware. Um, from the next month now, you're going to have to start paying rent in this house. I'm like, you come again? <laughs> and they told you the amount of the rent, oh, which was equivalent you, oh, to your one year's did, rent did you, in Nigeria. In Nigeria. <laughs> um, I did not have, I had nowhere to go to, nothing to turn to. I. I didn't have a proper saving, saving culture. All of the monies I was making in Nigeria, because I, my life was a mess. There was sometimes in my room crying certain days. I'm like, Lord, where do I go from here? And then someone gives me a car. I'm like, okay, what do I do with the car? And they said, Uber. I was, I was driving for Uber and Lyft. You did Uber and Lyft? Oh, yes. Yes, did you? What? Yes, did you? Wait, wait, you were never afraid that you would carry a Nigerian. Yeah, so I carried a lot of Nigerians. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> My guest today is one of the biggest stars on the African continent. But seven years ago, suddenly, he left for the United States. And when he got here, as our people say, his eyes saw Shiggy. He saw Pepe in the United States of America. And today, he tells me why and how. On this one, I speak to actor Joseph Benjamin. You, look, I know everybody says you don't want to miss this one. Everybody says that. But look, since when have I lied to you? You don't want to miss this one. Trust me. I am uh, so I'm going through your Instagram as you might imagine. Mm. Been stalking you for a couple of days now. Oh, wow! In preparation for this, <laughs> I'm going through your Instagram and then I see a post of you, uh, your arms around your arm around a strapping young man, and you're saying, "Congratulations, son! We have to grow men into something." And, and this strapping young man is obviously graduating from college or something or maybe high school going to college I'm, I'm like what does joseph mean that the son what does it what this is joseph's son joseph <laughs> joseph has a son that that is this big and is going to what, what do you mean son you have a son that is that old yes i do he's 18 he's going to college he's going to kennesaw um kennesaw university um yeah next month so that was his high school graduation yeah is i that, do is that your first kid um no no no, no. You no, have you have an older kid. I have an older. She's twenty one. Twenty one. Wait, first, how how old are you? First, I'm forty six. You're forty six, yeah. and you have a twenty one. So you started early. Oh yeah. How, how old were you when you got married? I was twenty. How was I? Like twenty six, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty six. I think so. So where were you in your career at twenty six? Uh, as far as that goes. To be honest with you. um I was still in that place of 
building, finding myself and building myself in my career, okay? And the truth is, um, I, say, I say this no holds barred, um, I, I had no business getting married at 26. No, that's the truth about it. Like, at 26, as a, as a young man, you, st- you haven't even discovered who you are. Talk more of trying to get married and trying to live with another person and trying to build a life. You, you, you have to first build your life. Okay. So for me, um, that was also, it was some sort of, there was an imbalance for me trying to discover me, trying to build a home, build a life, you know. So my career was, and from that point, my career just kept growing, but it was hard to manage it because I was still trying to manage my own life. So to try and manage this career, it was a tasking journey, okay? So to answer the question, my career at that point was at a, at a place where I was trying to understand and discover me. Okay, so uh, I have a mentor, I had a mentor who once said that we marry too young. I mean, so I mean, you, you actually, I mean, you, you subscribe to that. Yes. 100%. Yes. Okay, so how old were you when that marriage ended? Hmm. How old was I? I was, um, I think I was 40. Yeah. When you officially end, I think I was 40 or 39. When you officially end. Wow, you kept that thing going for some 14 years or so. Yes, it was hard. It was hard more so because of my children. Okay, so, because um, it was, as a man, you're dealing with the fact that how do I move on with it? You know, how do I move on to the next? How do I move on with my life? You know, no one gets into a marriage and you want to, you know, get a divorce, you know. But it was a reality that I had to face. I said, okay. Um, I kept through. I kept through. But it got to the point where I knew that, look, I, I just had to. For her happiness and for my happiness, let's just move on. I have heard it's it's one of the most painful things that anybody can do. That's one of the most harrowing things that anybody can go through to, to get a divorce. Yes. Uh, true? It is. It is psychologically draining. Because first off, you're seeing everything that you have been pack up. You, you, like it's, I, I don't, there's, there's actually no good way to explain it. It's something that you experience. You know, and I don't, I don't expect anyone to go through it. You know, but it's, it's nerve-wracking. It is just mind-boggling, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because, um, like I said, it's psychologically draining. It's emotionally tasking. You know, but and it, it, you never get over it. That's the mm. truth about mm. it. Mm. You never ever get over it. Even if you're you're gone on with your life, you've moved on, but. There's a part of you sometimes that, you know, think about it like, oh, this is it. This is it. You know, it's it's a journey that you it takes a while to get out of. And so the longer it gets, the more time and the better it is for you to heal through it. Okay. So how long after that did you now get married again? Um, I think four years. Yeah. Four years after that. Okay. So now you've been married two years. No, wait, hold on. 16... Um, 70, 18, no, it was three years. Now, I've been married four four years now. So, okay. You know, I've been married four years now. So it took me, I think, like two, no, two years. Two, two, yeah, two years. Okay. So, yes, because I've been here for like six years now, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, so uh, Madame is probably watching that. Look at this boy. Doesn't know the date of our anniversary. <laughs> doesn't know how long. Oh, that's a, you don't want to put me in trouble. <laughs> right, because, doesn't know how long. Oh no, it's four years because <laughs> <laughs> we just celebrated our four, four, fourth year anniversary. So I can't afford to. I okay. can't afford to. No. <laughs> that's awesome. So still going through your Instagram page, mm-hmm. I saw a picture of you. Well, it was a video actually mm-hmm. of you lying up on a bed. You're lying on the bed with a bandage around your middle and the caption was still standing. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying, is this from a movie scene or did Joseph actually go through some? So I'm going through the comments to try to figure it out as well. So I'm seeing all sorts of comments. Some people are saying, ah, sorry, it will be better soon. You will get through it. Others are saying, no, it's a movie. So I'm like, okay, which, which is it, please? Were, were you laid up in the hospital bed at any point in time? Because he said still standing. That's what you wrote. Right, right. Um... To answer that question before I start, um, it goes to show that not everything you see on social media is real. <laughs> <laughs> not everything is real. Some are real, but we we run off on everything we see. It was actually on a movie set, okay, okay. and I was intentional about not putting um, a specific caption that actually connects it to a film, you know, because I just wanted to create a buzz out there. It was just PR. I just wanted to create a buzz out there. And of course, it did create the buzz because I got people calling me beyond even sending messages. People were calling me. And like, and the funny thing is, most of the people who were calling me were actors. Like, are you okay? Is everything well? Like, I saw this. Wow. And then someone said, did you get shot? And then someone said, wait, he just got back. He just got into Nigeria now. No, no, this can't be happening. Why? You know, it was actually the movie set. And some, of course, were upset. They were livid. Or like with some people, they're like, it's a movie set. You guys stop. You know, and I got a lot of people praying for me and all. Oh, it felt good, you know, but it was. It was yeah, because was I couldn't situate it with what was going on in your life. I mean, the post before you were standing and smiling, the post after <laughs> exactly. you were standing and smiling. So where, where does this fit into getting, I mean, do you get shot today and then come out and pose, you know, tomorrow? <laughs> that was the whole but, but I thought I should ask, and this is, what I, this is why I was a bit confused. Right. It's because your post after that said this. I, I'm going to read this. Yeah. It must be the post after, be the one after that. This was what you wrote. I had to write, write down verbatim. That's what Americans say. Of course, verbatim. Yeah. Say verbatim. Yes, verbatim. I want to read it verbatim. <laughs> verbatim. They say, this is what you wrote. I don't look like what I have been through. It's been a journey. It's been a process. In the midst of it, I have found purpose through my pain. As I aligned myself with his will. Now, so it's when I'm reading that after the picture of you lying (laughs) in the hospital i'm like okay did this happen truly so that's why i was thrown but on that post itself a couple of questions jump out first of all uh that thing that you wrote is Mm -hmm. the type of thing that somebody who is transitioning or somebody who has transitioned or somebody who is trying to transition rights it's the kind of uh sentiment that somebody who is tired of their current level or who sees that their current level has come to an end or is coming to an end and they have seen the next and then they're about to make the leap that that's the kind of thing that they write somebody who knows even though every other person cannot see it this person knows that man i'm not long for this level Uh, i have seen the next so here's my question and i understand this the question is what were you trying to leave 
and what were you trying to get to where were you trying to go uh for me once upon a time i got tired of just being a comedian i got tired of telling jokes at weddings and birthdays and all and people say mc uh, MC, MC you, I, I gave you the name of the father of the commissioner to this thing. MC, I, I, I just got sick and tired of all of that. So I was trying to transition away from that into something else. So what were you trying to leave? And what were you trying to get to? Where were you trying to get to? Um, I was leaving the, the popular narrative of who I am, of how people see me. And um, it was a transition from all that I have been through, you know, trying to rediscover myself on this journey to reinventing. Okay, so it was more like a lot has gone through, which of course you can't come out to say, you know. So it was me leaving the narrative, the popular narrative of who I, I am to a morphing into who I am supposed to be. And the who I am supposed to be right now is a renewed Joseph Benjamin who like is totally different and has gotten a rebirth so it's a rebirth it was a journey of a rebirth that is literally what that was saying okay so uh, you went through pain oh, to yeah. find your purpose so first yeah. of all what is this pain you went through specifically the pain I went through was living a life letting go of a life that I've always known being who I've always been. I had to let go of that and start over. I had to die to that life, but not forgetting the life because that life is a reference point to become who I need to become. So I had to die to that life to evolve into the new me now that sees things differently, the new me now that has a renewed mentality towards life and everything that concerns my journey. Okay, so where's the pain in that? Oh my goodness, Teju. The pain in, in that is, imagine you have gone through, I've been down this road, I've been around this block for over 20 years, and then you get shot into a life where there's nothing you can do that relates to that in the sense of, where do I go from here? You're in America. Let's be specific and before I started connecting to the industry here, I had to earn a living. I had to become. So what, what do I do? I don't have any work experience in corporate America or corporate Nigeria as so aware. So then you are told that, okay, this is what is a norm. Do this, do that, you know, create a resume that go into IT, go into this. And I do a lot of all of these things and I get frustrated because at the end of the day, of course, you bring these bogus claims to your resume and all. And if they, 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 they see through it, they see it's a lie. You understand? And it's frustrating because you're going through all that process. And then like, what do I do? How do I go from here? And this is the latter part of my journey because when I first got here, I got here off on a promise that I was I had some gigs that were outlined for me to come and do. So I thought I was going to have a soft landing getting in here. All right? So I literally, I packed up everything from Nigeria. I bought a one-way ticket. <laughs> a one-way ticket and came here. I was put in a house, well-furnished house and all of that stuff. And then two days later, the person who supposedly was supposed to, you know, who I was supposed to broker that deal with, then says to me, um, those uh, finances have um, pulled out. I mean, they have a little bit of a hit show. Things are going to slow down. I'm like, okay, so what do I do? So it said, the reality that hit me was like, um, 
from the next month now you're going to have to start paying rent in this house I'm like excuse come again <laughs> i'm like excuse me come again <laughs> and they told you the amount of the rent oh, which was equivalent oh, to your one year's rent did you, did you, in nigeria, in nigeria. <laughs> i'm like excuse me I'm like and there's utilities everything to pay for i'm like okay i'm not earning any money what do i do like well i don't know what to do so i'm shut into that life that you have to figure it out i did not have i had nowhere to go to nothing to turn to my phone was buzzing like ah when i coming back to nigeria um we have this gig for we have this gig for you i'm like um here i was did you i had 1500 1500 was all i came to america with um, how do I buy a ticket to go back to Nigeria? Tell you, I promise you, because my life prior to then was so disorganized in the sense that I I didn't have a proper saving saving culture. All of the monies I was making in Nigeria, because I, my life was a mess. So here I am. I sold everything off in Nigeria. I sold my car. Give out like. 90% of all of my belongings, my possessions in Nigeria. Like, ah, oh, I was going to America, live a good life and all of that stuff. So here I am. How do I buy a ticket to go back to Nigeria? I'm like, eh. And then I'm like, oh, Lord, what do I do? And God is saying to me that, now, welcome to the life that I arranged for you. All this was purpose by design. You needed, I needed to break you away from your comfort zone so that I can build you. I'm like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. Don't even go. They're like, yes, welcome to it. So now here you are, no way to earn a living. Where do you, how do you move forward? And then like, there was sometimes in my room crying certain days. I'm like, Lord, where do I go from here? You were literally crying, shedding, Bro, shedding tears. I was shedding tears, Teju. I went through. I'm like, Lord, where do I go from here? And then for some reason, every month I get to pay the rent. So I got connected to my church and certain things and I get to pay the rent. And then someone gives me a car. I'm like, okay, what do I do with the car? And I said, Uber. I was I was driving for Uber and Lyft. You did Uber and Lyft? Oh, yes. Yes, did you? What? Yes, did you? Wait, wait. You were never afraid that you would carry a Nigerian. Yeah, so I carried a lot of Nigerians. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> uh, wait, a, a Nigerian would order an Uber. Yes. And then they would, you'd, you'd roll up I'll and roll then up. they'd get into the back seat. Exactly. Uh, first of all, how many minutes does it take him? What, what, first, wait, first, I'm, I'm getting excited about this. <laughs> What was your name on the Uber app? Joseph. Is that Joseph is picking you up? Yes. So they are just expecting Joseph. Joseph. Then they get into the back seat. How long, first of all, does it take them to know it's you? Oh, the moment they get in. <laughs> okay. Like so, maybe three minutes into the journey. So what's the reaction like? They're like, wait, Joseph Benjamin? I say, yes, it's me. Like, oh my goodness, really? I've had a lot. There's this one woman who called her husband like, do you know who my driver is? Joseph Benjamin. And then she ended up taking a picture with me. She even called her husband. I spoke to her husband on the phone. Some of them take pictures with me. They're like, I even have some who say to me, bros, you go make them. Ah, bros, I love your life. Ah, now you, ah, no, bros, you go make them. I can't believe it. See, bros, are you doing, ah, no, 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 no. They get inspired by my life. When I end up telling them about the journey so far, my, my, my car became a motivational hub. I end up, 
praying with people, counseling people, and then God was saying, yes, this is part of the journey. You are looking for the stage, the crowd, the audience. This is this is the life I wanted. But why does God do that? Ah, Teju. Why Teju. why does God do that? Teju, 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 Teju. That's not even the height of it. Do you know I delivered packages for Amazon with Amazon trucks? All those Amazon trucks that yes, deliver stuff. Yeah. You were delivering packages. Oh yes. Oh yes, Teju. But no, every day couldn't have been up, and there were days when you must have when that must have broken you. Teju. Teju. Because I can imagine being at me, Teju Babyface, driving an Uber. And somebody comes in, nah. I will just break. Tell you, oh, tell you, I had those moments. I had those days. So now maybe this. Nah, exactly. Like, ah, ah, waiting. Oh, no, 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 no. Ah, this is, say, no, this is part of it. You had to be broken. So that's why I said, I've moved, I've, there's a rebirth, moving away from the popular narrative of who I am to who I've become. Because who I've become now is one that has been broken. Everything has been pulled away and he has been re reborn so Tedra, i went through that process i had to pay my bills i had to pay my bills i remember this and you guys don't have publics in dallas you don't it's just like um, no it's a florida florida yeah florida georgia thing. georgia yes. and maybe a couple I can't of other get a other job at publics so they they took you they took you to the cold room oh, in public to the cold room to the cold room and the guy you know they even gave me this the the um thing that called the thermal jackets you know to keep yes. me warm yes. uh, but whilst inside that my nose started running i'm like this I can't, I can't do this so the guy took me through through the fitness um like you know to try to see how i'm doing and everything and yeah and the next next thing yeah he said oh yeah you're 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 fit you're fit for it yeah 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 and all of that and they said we'll call you we'll give you a call um i think it was like tomorrow or i think or next or next week or something <laughs> and lo and behold <laughs> when they called me <laughs> ah, i told them um you know this my schedule has changed and like you know they'll be like so are you sure okay when i when do you think you can resume i said i'll let you guys know and then a week later, they called me. I never picked the call. I'm like, me for what? Nah, I can't die inside there. Turn to ice fish. So, how long did you do this for? This this period, this trying period. It was. I did this for almost um, for a few months, though, for a few months. Because after this was when I then um, got an agent here, and then I started immersing myself in the industry. And of course, that was when I, of course, booked my thing on Greenleaf and, and um, a few other network shows. And then the whole of Nigeria went agog. Oh, just have Hollywood. So this is, wow, yes, it's finally made it to Hollywood. And I shook my head. I'm like, if you only knew the journey to get here. And everything God kept saying to me, like, you went through not for you, for those who are coming behind you. So you can have a story. So it's not, you do not speak from word knowledge but it's been experiential for you and the height of it was when he told me said moving forward you have a renewed perspective he said when you walk into a room never expect to be recognized i'm like what do you mean by that now he said never expect to be recognized I'm like okay if you're going without an expectation it humbles you breaks you you had to be broken and so i walk into a room never expecting to be recognized i introduce myself oh we know you joseph benjamin like ah, he said now ah, you've gotten it never going in 
feeling entitled and then I got my first test beyond that though when I went back to Nigeria so here I was at Intercontinental Hotel there was something happening there the film people was doing this at free festival um, the convener of the free you know took me there to we had to talk and all and then so some, some of these people from one of the biggest agencies here in America CAA they were there having talked to certain people and then a friend of mine in industry just walked with me I've never like we, we I don't think we're, we're not acquaintances we, those are the first time we're meeting each other but I'm a fan of her work she says oh, Joseph I wanted to talk to you about you know the movement to America you know go through the O1 visa thing and all of that stuff you know and whilst we're talking her manager walks up to us and her manager is someone I've known years before she even tried to even get into the industry. So I just hi, hi, Joseph, very casually, excuse me, and pulls her away to go and talk with the CA people. And then another, I think Shafi Bello came, a lot of them were talking and guess what, Teju? So we're all talking. I became invisible to everybody there. Ah, Teju broke me. Do you know what I say? I'm like, even talking about it right now, I'm quite emotional. Like, ah, like this, Joseph Benjamin, this is me. Like, six years ago, if we're standing here, the focus will be on me. Like, this is Joseph Benjamin. And there was, no one said a word to me. They were just all get, catching up on the uh, possibilities of America, yada, yada, yada. Then I sat, then I sat back down, sipping on coffee. So one of the ladies there, she's not with CAA, but she's a filmmaker. Um, she's Caucasian. She says to me, you good? I said, I'm fine. Maybe she noticed there was something up. I said, I'm fine. I waited. So when um, my friends were ready, we started going. Then this girl, um, just for record, her name is Ini. Let me just put it out. And we... Ini. Ini Dima. Okay. Yeah. Um, and we walked away and I went back to my hotel room. The Ini is the P or the person no. who came to... Or the one you were speaking to? The one I was speaking to. Okay. Yeah. Whose PA came to uh, now? Her manager. Her manager. Yeah, came, came to, to yeah. now. Excuse her. Yes. Okay. And when I went back into my room, Tejo, ah, I broke down. I'm like, Lord, what is this? He said, yes, you've gotten it. This is a test. This is a test of how far you've gone. I'm like, ah, I'm like, Lord, this is me. He said, yes. Welcome to your new state. So that's not when I say to you that I see things differently now. I say it from, from a place of experience. Because, okay. because a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. Sorry, say that again. A man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. Okay. A man with an experience yes. is never at, at the, the mercy, mercy of, of a man with, with an, an argument. argument. Because you speak from a place of experience. So you do not need to explain yourself to the man with the argument because he doesn't know where you're coming from. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> did, did you come up with that by yourself? Um, apparently I don't. I did not. I give credit to who he came up with. and But that has been something that has kept me going. Okay, so, so for the first time, for the first time, you're one of the few human beings, relatively, I mean, relative to the number of people who will walk the face of the earth, you're one of the few human beings who can now understand experientially because you never understood it before. You, you heard the stories in Sunday school, but it didn't make sense to you as it doesn't make sense to anybody who's ever heard that story. But now you understand how come the children of Israel could be in slavery and called to God for liberation and he liberated them only for them to get into the wilderness and start complaining. 
Because you must have wondered before that, why would you complain? God was taking you to a better place and you guys wanted to go back. Because I never understood that wilderness story that, are these people mad? You know, are you crazy? You're going to a better place, so why are you complaining? But it takes experience for you to know that the road to better is through worse and through pain. That's why the children of Israel were complaining. It's not easy to go from your level to the next level. Oh, it's not. It, it, it's not. You, you have to go. I keep, that's why I said, I said, you have to go through to get through. You have to go through to get to. Mm. <laughs> you always have to go through to get to. When there is a to, there's a destination, you have to go through. And the through is not always a pleasant journey. Mm. It's not always a pleasant journey, but guess what? You come out refined. You come out renewed. Like you, you, you are a totally different being. And guess what? Things become new to you. Howbeit that they were never there's things you've always been used to, but you have an entirely different perspective. But your vista is different now. Oh you're, my you're... goodness, my so goodness. So where was the family all this time? Were the kids with you? No, they were not at the time. Ha no, look, Matt tell you for PJ. Now uh, where God save you without it? Uh, <laughs> nah, uh, even though school here now free you. No, yes. but they know what job. <laughs> so they, they were back in Nigeria. They were back in Nigeria. They were back in Nigeria with my ex-wife. Man, yeah. that's where you were saved. Oh, I promise you. I mean, so there were times when you must have felt stuck. Because it felt like you couldn't go back you. and you couldn't go forward. You. What, what were those moments when you felt like? Those moments, I would have this nudge like, you know what? I, know I can always just call up somebody right now and I'll get a ticket. Like, the one thing he says to me, he says, if you put your hand to the plow and look back, then you're not deserving. Like, wait, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why are you doing this to me? He said, nah, you have to. Because if you go back, you're going back to the life that I took you out of. I took you out of that life, not because I wanted to separate you from that life in the sense of break you away from all you knew, but I took you out of that life so I could remake you because you you, have lo- you had lost who you were. I needed to rediscover me. I needed to find me. So those moments were horrible, Teju. Because I'm like, waiting. I'm like, what's, what's all this? I'm like, let me damn all the consequences and let me just go. How about can, let me just get back to Nigeria? I'm like, come on. Carry on my life, like, nah, nah. There's an end point. There's a destination. Okay? But the destination is not the most important. It's not the most important. The journey that you're going through, that's the most important. You have to go through this journey. You have to go through this journey because there's a lot that needs to be deposited on the inside of you. But must have been torture for you, especially since it was that, it was after you left that uh, Netflix now came and Amazon came and the industry blew up <laughs> after you left <laughs> and you were here suffering. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was in the UK um, a few weeks ago for um, some sort of training because um, my wife works with Chick-fil-A. Okay. Okay. So they have this uh, mission arm of Chick-fil-A. It's called Life Shape. So they go around the world training uh, um, entrepreneurs and all of that stuff you know using the, there's something to call the servant model so i i was part of them i went you know spouse too but i was also part of the trainers you know who facilitated the training and 
a lot of people recognize me in some of the places in the UK, of course, we ignore people. We have a lot of, yeah. And of course, walking on the streets of, of London, because look at them with all these this Caucasian people who are operators of Chick-fil-A restaurants, who are very wealthy people. And then they see people stop me taking pictures with me. And then in some of those sessions, they're like, you know what, guys, when they talk, talk to some of the people, it's like, we never knew we're walking with a, a celebrity. Like, you should have seen the way they stopped him all around. And then I said to them, just to answer, I just digress a bit to say no, that. please go ahead. And so I, when people were asking me, um, yes, we've not seen her. I said, guess what? Um, because what I spoke to was reinventing yourself. And I said to them, I said, I've had to go through that process because for six years, I've been away from the industry. Before I left the industry, because my career um, was birthed in the era of VCDs and DVDs. Yeah. Do you understand? I said, and when I left Nigeria, the most we had in regards to streaming, the platform, the, the only platform we had where you could stream our movies was Iroko. That was the most we had. And maybe some YouTube. And that's why you see more of my films on Iroko. Because people ask me, do you have films on Netflix? I said, maybe one or two more of them on Iroko. I said, but in six years, Netflix, Amazon, Disney, all of these people came and the industry blew up. Right? And... It was frustrating for me. You were missing an action. Oh my goodness. You, you weren't there. You're like, I'm like, I was saying about like, wow, Joseph, look at what's going on. And then you see a lot of things happening, the opportunities that are there. That And are, the devil is there every day uh, telling you, not finish. I'll see you. You didn't hear from God. Yeah, but see you it was alive. a demon see that you. tricked you. See, you should be for Didier now. Ungrateful. Oh, you, you weren't graceful to God <laughs> and you listened to a demon <laughs> and now you are here, you're not finished. you. <laughs> Did you? That was what I was going through. Like, ah! But say, don't worry. Mm -mm. you go through this they have come in now it's okay guess what you will not be late because first off you did not build this brand I built it for you so you don't have to fight to sustain it and that's why it's quite humbling whenever I go back to Nigeria or even before I go a lot of you get all of this it's quite humbling to see that you've been missed and people are so happy to see you back I'm like yes God it can only be you so you didn't build it. So you don't have to fight to sustain it. Don't worry. Remember this. You will not be late. What happens is you become the latest thing in town. Uh, say that again. <laughs> you will not be late. Yeah. What happens is you become the latest thing in town. <laughs> <laughs> you will not be late. You just become the, the latest, latest thing, thing in, in town. town. That's that's just amazing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's that's amazing. So you, <laughs> it's been a beautiful journey and if you ask me joseph would you do this again in a heartbeat yes you would i would do this all over again oh, i would i would because there's a beauty that comes from being reborn i knew god or i had an idea of God per my relationship and walk with him in a sense but I did not have an intimacy with him I did not have 
what you call a relationship with him. I knew him. You, yeah, speaking of which, I'm sorry. I wanted to ask you, how do you hear when you say hear from God? I mean, what, what does that mean? Because, I mean, you read the Bible and we see people who heard from God. I mean, Abraham heard from God. Mm-hmm. God appeared. You know, Moses heard from God. It was a burning bush. Mm-hmm. You know, he went up on the mountain top. You know, Elijah heard from God and all of that. Solomon saw in a dream. Paul fell off his beast. They heard from God. This, we have to guess. I mean, how do you hear from God? When is it you speaking? When is it your voice telling you things? I mean, how do you, because you, you keep saying, like, God said, God said. Mm-hmm. The truth is, tell you, um, in the, in the, in the old days, right? there was the experience of audibly hearing God. They had those encounters and experiences and they were not um, consumed by the distractions and what we have in our time and age now. And for me, everyone's journey is different. So God can speak to you through a book. You're reading something and then something just drops in your head. Ah, God can speak to you through an, another individual. Maybe there's something in your heart that has been, there's just been this pressing thing, this question you've been asking. And then through a conversation, boom, you have that aha moment. Like, ah, that's my answer right there. He could speak to you through a song. He could speak to you through the Bible. So that's for me. And sometimes it could be through a dream. It could be through a vision. So it depends on how. So it, there's not one specific way that is, you know, designed for you to hear from God. It depends on, because that's that's why He's omnipotent, He's omniscient, He's everything. So He's not He's not limited to coming to you or speaking to you in a certain way or one specific way. He spoke to Moses through the, the burning bush. He He spoke to them audibly. Do you understand? It's it's different. So it it all depends on you, your walk. It, it's 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 something that is tailored to everybody specifically. Okay, so it's not like you hear a voice. Or... No, not that. I, I know there are people who have heard voices. You know, okay. you get it. And then sometimes you have this nudging in your spirit, and you can, without a shadow of doubt, know that. Look, this is not my mind talking. You know it. Okay, and you know that ah no, this is not me talking. This is not my mind. If this was my mind, no, 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 no. This is like beyond me. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you did this uh, thing. This, um, uh, you know what? Before I get to that, let me ask you this: uh, talking about finding your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about finding your purpose, you are one of Africa's most recognizable faces. And now I do realize that you've gone through this thing and you're reborn. So to speak, you're, you're now born again. You know, I mean, you can, you can truly <laughs> right, and right, experientially right, say, I right, am born right, again. Right, right, right. But, but even before you went through this thing, mm-hmm. you were one of Africa's most recognizable faces. So how can you say that you only just found your purpose through the pain? Was, was the acting and everything you were doing before that not your purpose? It was my purpose. But I had not, had not been elevated to the the core of it i just knew it based on the fact i had a talent but i had to be pulled away from it so that i can see it deeper so i could understand it better and a case in point is not too long ago i was watching some of my movies from the past and i was just shaking my head <laughs> they were cringeworthy I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like and I, oh. I was looking at my i was looking at looking at my expression of certain characters certain things i'm like 
Like, oh, really? Stop, really? Somebody stop. stop it. Stop. Hit, hit stop now. I can't. No. <laughs> exactly, Teju. Exactly. But it had to take me being pulled away from it to see clearly. Because when you are in it, you are not able to see your flaws. You are not able to see how then there's a need for a remaking. There's a need for, for relearning. So maybe I should put it that way. So I had to go through a process of unlearning to relearn and unlearn and keep relearning. So I had to unlearn everything I had learned to learn all that I need to learn to become all that I need to become because all that I knew was not all that there was to be known. And all I had become was not all there was to be. <laughs> all this, your many sayings. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes. So, now, now, if you ask most people, I yes. mean, if you ask anybody who knows you, mm-hmm. say you know uh, Joseph Benjamin. Like, yes, now, Joseph Benjamin uh, is, is an actor. Mm-hmm. That's what, look, gather, gather a thousand people who are familiar with Nollywood and the movies, the, the African movie industry. Who's Joseph Benjamin? They'll be like, oh, oh he's an actor. Yeah, but, but I wonder, is that how you see yourself? Because you act very well. You sing very well. You do television very well. You're the returning host, or you were the returning host on Project Film for how many seasons? About eight seasons. Eight seasons. You, you, you do TV very well. You present very well. You model. I mean, you're built for that thing. You model very well. You do motivation. I mean, see all the things you're throwing about here. You must perspire to inspire and inspire. <laughs> you know the things you're throwing around. So I wonder, is that how you see yourself as an actor? So if somebody were to meet you uh, at an airport or wherever for the first time and ask you, hi, what do you do? What, what do you tell them? Um, my name is Joseph Benjamin. And I'm an individual who is inspired to help people build their lives through all that I do, through my many talents. Aha, that's what you tell them. And so they're interested now, they ask you, so explain now, how do you mean your many talents? Well, um, I'm first off an actor, I'm a singer, I'm a public public speaker, and um, that, is my, that is my life. I'm an, I'm an actor, a singer, a public speaker, and a coach. Okay, great, so the modeling thing is done. Um, well, I don't I don't put that anymore as a tag to myself if it comes for yeah those were the early days well I I, I but I'm still open to it if it does come okay so how do you deal with the pain mm. the pain of the confusion is how I mean the cross and the curse of the multi-talented or the multi-gifted person is confusion yeah you will think that the more gifts you have uh, the better your life will be <laughs> but it's actually the inverse that is the case the more gifted you are the more confused you are is the course you have to carry because you never know what to do per time you can sing you can dance you can paint you can sew you can do all of that and so you're drawn all over your turnover all over the place and there is never a shortage of people to tell you which of those things you should be doing so you're acting and then somebody hears you sing and they come to you and say look i know you're a good actor but I heard you sing. Please, trust me. I can feel it in the spirit. Your thing is singing. Leave this acting thing. And then you face singing. And then you're singing. And somebody comes to you and says, Look, man, I saw you models. Look, you're built for it. How many men have your pulchritude? God made you for this. You should use it. And then you face modeling. And when you're doing that, somebody who saw your movie from six years ago shows up and says, Why did you ever leave acting? That's what you were... I mean, and you're drawn all over the place. So, 
for a multi-talented person, <laughs> the issue is not what can I do, it's what should I do. So how did you deal with the pain of that confusion, just able to dial it down to your purpose as it were? Like I said earlier, right, my, my um, value proposition is to help people become a better version of themselves and increase their mental capacity through my many talents. And like you said, it's been both a blessing and it's been both um, cross. a cross. It, oh, you get it. So I have had instances where people had said to me that um, they've asked people when they do certain um, um, polls out there, like, ah, you remember Joseph Bremen? They say, ah, Joseph Bremen, yeah. It's like he has retired from acting now. He's a singer now. I'm like, really? They say, yes. That's that's a narrative for certain people, and they're like, ah, just a bit of that's not an actor. He can he, I think he sings, you know. <laughs> and so I've had to, for me, um, be intentional and say that I will not be defined by people's narratives. I would rather set the narrative for how I should be defined. And so, when you refer to me, okay whichever suits you at the point okay say it but then i'll correct a notion that is probably off what you should understand about me okay so that's it in my plenty definitions and explanations here it's been hard to balance it because at one point you're feeling like maybe i should give more to this particular aspect of my giftings or talent or maybe I should dial down on this one. There are times when, for me personally, those moments when I was going through, I decided to shut down the act. I'm like, you know what? Let me just face my music. Or you know what? You know what? This whole creative thing, let me just leave it. Let me just face being a, um, a public speaker. You, you went through that phase, right? You went, you went through that phase where you're like, I am here at this point in my life and things are difficult because this is God trying to tell me that did that you, creative part of my life is over. over. So it's time to face... Did you, there, are times, there are times where I told my wife, I, I said, you know what? I'm just going to leave all of this. Let me face a regular life and get a job in IT and I, mean, I, I mean I was I did it I did it to the top I'm like, done yeah, I'm done you're I get like, there'll be a voice at the back oh, of your mind that says no you're not <laughs> done you're not done it's not your time I'm like how about now but look at the struggle I am going through to find my voice but that was the period that I was going through that confusion in trying to balance who I am rediscovering myself so you will go through that I went through it but you have to give yourself to it if you want to be able to find yourself back don't hold back you have to give give all of you give all of you so that you can find all of you back okay so uh one more thing and then two other questions so here's the one more thing i um i have had the saying for a while but i've never been able to say to somebody i've never been able to you know dispense it to somebody who would understand it i've had this saying now for years that I've had, but every time I tell one or two people, nobody gets it. So finally, I feel like, like, like I have somebody I can tell who can finally understand it. I say that um, whether you choose it willingly, consciously, or you refuse to listen to the promptings of life, at some point, your career is going to die. Your current level is going to die. Life just gives you an opportunity 
to come into it willingly by yourself. If you come into it willingly by yourself, uh, you will be resurrected after you die, after that face dies. If you refuse and you keep on walking this thing that you're walking, you're going to see it eventually die. I said, however, here's the thing. Uh, for quite a long time, or for quite an extended period, or for quite a protracted period, there is no difference between the symptoms or the outward signs that the process throws up uh, between somebody who is reinventing and somebody whose career is dying. If you're reinventing for quite a while, the signs that your life will throw up will be the exact same signs of the life of somebody whose career is dying. It is that period that will almost kill you. But if you can stick with it, at the end, you will resurrect. Your career will come out better. Your life will come out better and stronger while the other career goes down. I am pleased that finally I'm saying it to somebody <laughs> who experientially understands it, having lived it. Absolutely. To the very last bit of it. To the very last bit of it. And the funny thing is in that period, you even have people who literally say it. They might not say it to your hearing one-on-one, -on -one, but passively you hear it. That uh, is done now. No, it's, it's, I don't know. I like, I just, uh, it's like, oh, come on. There's, uh, there's nothing now. Like, does he still do that thing? I don't know. Do you? Then they then then they probably the person who 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 relates that thing to you says like do you still are you in doesn't that question kill you when oh. they see you so what do you do now what do you <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do now are, are you still in this thing I'm like that is all I did like eh. oh really oh okay so do you have any new thing out there now like, <laughs> you're killing me oh my goodness oh, my. And I've had those moments, so I have to then try to explain to be like, oh, nothing new, I'm working on certain things. And then I got to the point where I said, you don't owe anybody an explanation. You do not. Nah, the process will speak for itself. Mm. When it comes to the fullness of time, it will mm. speak mm. for itself and it will be seen. <laughs> so don't worry, don't, you don't need to explain because you keep explaining to everybody. And at the end of the day, they, don't, they will not run with what you said. They will run with their own narrative. Okay. So are you now tempted to go back to... I mean, I know you keep doing the trips back mm -hmm. and forth. Mm -hmm. But now that the industry seems to be picking up... By the way, maybe I should ask you that. Is is this a mirage? Because Nigeria can do that to you. I've seen people... <laughs> Nigeria does that thing where Nigeria tricks you mm -hmm. when you're away from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. That things were not as hard as they seemed you know that it was just you that didn't you know so things are looking rosy now in the industry in the acting industry entertainment industry you know is it true or is it a mirage i mean would you pack your bags now and go back to nigeria and say well things are picking up netflix is here amazon is here disney is here everybody is here I would not pack my bags and go back to Nigeria. No, for what? No, I, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not the plan. No, they're there. Disney and the code, they're there, yes. But I have a life here. I have a life here, and my vision and focus is to shuttle back and forth. But I wouldn't off on a whim, just say, oh, let me, like I bought a one-way ticket and came here. No, I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. The industry is the way it is. It's, yes, the system is the way it is. Um, things are picking up. It's getting better. You know, 
a lot of opportunities, all of that stuff. But it's okay. You can have the best of both worlds. Okay. But can somebody have the best of that one world by being in Nigeria? Can can an actor decide? I mean, objectively speaking, mm-hmm. given what you know as an industry insider, can an actor stay in Nigeria and say, you know what, I'm never going anywhere and I'm going to make them millions of dollars just being here. The industry is picking up. We're doing awesome things. Nollywood this and Nollywood that. Um, like I tell certain actors in Nigeria, I say, look, have multiple streams of income. I promise you. The industry in Nigeria is not structured the way it is structured outside um, the in- well, for nationals in the global standards is not structured the way it's supposed to be. So there, you don't have enough security. There's not enough um, um, fallback in a sense for you as a creative. And you say that you can live off of being an actor, though. You can live off of residuals from things. You don't have that kind of system set up. So you have a one-off system where you got, you get you know contracted for this. After that, you you move on. You know, so don't have multiple streams of income because if you feel like oh this industry because that's why a lot of actors have multiple streams of income. So they don't just rely on the acting because I promise you, are you going to are you will you be the one to do all the films? Mm. You can't do all the films. Huh? So what happens in the period of waiting? Won't you pay your bills? No, you will. Uh, exactly so be in touch with reality so whatever it is you have multiple streams of income okay you definitely have to okay so are they getting paid uh because because for the layman who watches from outside mm-hmm. you know actors mm-hmm. are getting paid you see them in all these big movies now uh, are they getting paid now uh, they are getting paid you know but um can it be better yes per, per global standards yes it can be a lot better I promise it can be worlds better. Okay. Yes, because actors are not earning as much as they should. Okay, so relatively speaking, it's, it still seems like the same old story. In fact, this is how I put it. It seems the music industry is light years away from the acting. Oh, light years it away. It seems Burner Boy, Rema, Whiskey, them guys are oh, light yes. years. They are light years ahead. They are light years ahead because they've understood how they've understood the dynamics of this creative space and even though they all they're individually running their race but they collectively have a unified mind they're like okay let's push this thing you know but for us in the film industry film and television industry is more of i can do better than the next man let me try to let mine be the bigger big bigger than the other one. but yeah. you don't have a futuristic or collective mindset you understand i keep saying to them i say look there's nothing stopping us from having a coalition of great filmmakers. You understand? I say, annually, let's come and let's push this. Let's push it. Let's push it. Guess what? The whole idea is we're trying to push the industry because the further the industry goes, you understand? Yeah. The better it is for us. Okay. But everybody's like, no, it's just me, myself, and I. They give me this budget to do this. Oh, yeah. Let me do this. I'm the one who I had a, I had a million dollar budget, which is still a low, a low budget um, production here in America. Uh, okay. So, uh, can I ask this? Who took your space in Nigeria? Because we have that thing where the fine boy. Now, I know you say nobody can take my space and all of that. That's spiritual. But there's always this fine boy role that a couple of people are in at any point in time. You well, don't know. So, who would be the person who stepped into your fine boy role? <laughs> To be honest, uh, Ted, you not because I'm trying to hold on to um, something, you know, but there, there are quite a few of this younger lads who have come up and 
who are stepping into that space so i can't specifically say this person has because at the time you know there was not a lot of competition around when i was still there in a sense actively at the time you know so but right now there's a lot of them there so honestly i can't say i i know maybe maybe i would say maybe i would say one person that i feel is actually kind of like occupying that space in a sense it will be day me okay day me or column yes okay. it probably be day me okay i think so because yeah because yeah i would say i would say because his body of work kind of like speaks to some tells me you guys have spoken in the last couple of days who dm yeah oh yeah oh, oh yeah yeah we have we have okay As a matter of fact we even met each other yesterday okay you were together yeah, yesterday. yeah okay. we're together. it's like okay. you know oh yeah, yeah yeah and of course we're he was bouncing certain things off me and all of that stuff of course and reminding me of how it all started for him uh, you know all the conversations we had and all of that stuff you know and i'm proud of him i'm really proud of what he okay. has accomplished so far i'm really proud of it okay so to put it in perspective they i mean would be your younger colleague in terms of time yes, uh time yes. uh, uh time you entered the industry yes. entrance i mean entrance into the yes, industry yes yes okay that's as a matter of fact a lot of all of these um lads out there right now would be us actually in the same category okay like yes. your younger colleagues yes yes all right cool uh final question mm -hmm. your parents must have been uh fans of uh jacob's family especially of rachel so i've named you the two names of the sons of rachel she had only two sons joseph and, and benjamin. benjamin and that's your name joseph benjamin. benjamin you ever you ever find that weird oh not really though to be honest with you um i have a my middle name which i never use but i have that on all of my um what's your middle name chibuzo chibuzo okay. yes i have that on all of my um government documents um so i've never found it it's just that people find it quite fascinating yeah you know that i you know i have the names of two brothers yeah you're joseph and, and benjamin, benjamin at the same know? time yeah and i tell them i say well it's 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 just the way it is and these names have actually been very pivotal to my life all right look joseph thank you for doing this i could i keep telling my guests i could keep you here oh because yes. i mean i i want to ask you uh you know all the word next questions mm -hmm. what are we doing after after you did the bitter leaf thing yeah. uh the, the green leaf uh, is that green leaf, green leaf. leaf. <laughs> <laughs> after you did the, the green leaf uh -huh. series i, I want to ask you all those things but now nah, let me save something for next time absolutely uh thank you for doing this well, thank God you bless so you. much thank you for having me i really appreciate it, it was really it was fun all right it was then. Fun. <laughs>